was this? Ah, the fresh. Well, what is what is the charge? Eating a meal, a succulent Chinese meal. I'm here, Papa. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. Divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Johnson. Good night. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Recording from the top of the Ferris wheel at the uh, Smogville World Fair, welcome please to World Champion Podcast. My name is Brighton. And I am Sean. World Champion Podcast is a free-form discussion with news and tales from the fringe. All right. Well done. I, I feel like you earned that, that little digital badge you just got. I know. I was really proud of myself. That's why I paused. And I think the reason my performance is so much better is because I got new cans. New cans. Cans is a radio term for oh. the um, the tin cans that you rubber band around your ears to hear yourself better. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That could be it. Yeah. So, like, if I ever say to you, hand me those cans. Don't just hand you the cans of beans we have up here in case no, of a, an the, emergency. Hand me the empty ones. To put oh, on my ears with the string, exactly okay, that makes sense. Well, speaking of cans and speaking of jars, tough times in Smogville. The Pickler Union is on strike. Yes, and and first of all, let me make it clear that as two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with mm-hmm. no representation and no union support and no health insurance, mm-hmm. they don't even recognize podcasting as existing here. No, and I don't know why they have us do it when they don't right. recognize it as a profession. Right. Or no, not even a profession, as something that exists. As a thing that exists. Every time I bring it up about the union, they say, well, you can't have a union for something that is imaginary. Exactly. They say podcasting isn't canon. Mm-hmm. And I say, I don't get it. Cans, canon, a lot of can words. It's right can here. all over the place. Can, can. Can't do that here. Can't dance. Oh, no, the can, can's great. You just can't get a ticket. Yeah, that's true. It's like, um, that's true. Like back east, it's Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And here it's the can-can. They actually brought in dancers from France Wow! to do this sensational new can-can. Other side of the world. Oh, yeah. It caused riots in Paris. Right. Because of just the, the madness of seeing women in pantyhose. <laughs> well, <laughs> Dro- whoa, whoa. This is a family crazy. show. Okay. Well, stay, take a step back. Okay, this is a let's family take a step show. back. My point is we stand with our pickler brothers and sisters. We do. And this, this has brought the economy to a screeching halt. So if you have pickles, I would advise you to put them in, put them in your bunker, put them in your uh, safe, put them in your, the bottom of your outhouse, someplace no one will find your pickles, because you're going to want to hold on to those. Yeah, the, the union's on strike, the dill farmers, the dill is wilting in the hot summer yeah, sun. Nothing worse than wilted dill. Nothing That's worse than wilted dill. Just like the, the t-shirt slogan. Oh, yeah, that was big in the 70s. Yeah, it was. I remember seeing John Travolta wearing that, nothing yep. worse than wilted dill. Exactly. That's the same image I was thinking of, that John Travolta roller skating poster. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, let's move on. Speaking of something that uh, is sort of the modern equivalent of the nothing worse than wilted dill t-shirt, mm-hmm. what do you know about Pokemon? Pokemon. First, you know it's not Pokemon. Poke, that, yeah, that's about but, what I know. Uh, yeah, not not, yeah. not not a Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. What I know that it's a game where you catch little cartoon animals mm-hmm. 
and put them inside a, a tiny little enclosure and then kind of torture them, I guess. Then you like throw yeah. them as fastballs at people that, that piss you off. I think that's right. Now, I've been talking about this, and we're not going to go grumpy old man on you. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you're uh, living in the world, we're about a week behind on this, on reporting this to you. On reporting this. Just because of our publication deadlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon has taken over the world. The entire world. Yeah. And the internet. And all of social media. Yes. I went to my brother's house last Wednesday mm-hmm. because I just got the Mega Man Legacy Collection on 3DS and there was a part I couldn't wow. get past. It's awesome. It sounds awesome. Yeah. It's all the Mega Man games. They're not 3D, really, because what... I keep my 3D off for the most part on yeah. the 3DS. Yeah, it makes you a little dizzy. I, I just want the S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's the original six Mega Man games for NES on mm-hmm. 3DS, perfectly recreated. But there's this one part where I couldn't jump to a ladder, and I spent three hours Sunday afternoon trying to do We've it. We've all been there. And my poor cat kept being startled and scared and wondering why I was yelling, Fuck! Yeah, at, some, right. at some little machine thing. So I took it to my brother and was like, can you try this? It's like impossible. You just put it on pause? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, sure. Blink. Here you go. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which Mega Man was it? It was Mega Man 2. That's, that's, that's the one I'm good at. Yeah, Dr. Wily Stage 2. There's a part where I can't get to the next ladder. Hmm, it's been a while, got to be honest, since <laughs> I've played that. I mean, that's surprisingly hard. So, so while I'm there, he tells me, he's like, oh, check out this thing that just came out a few minutes ago. Wow. This Pokemon thing. Right. And I go, I don't care about no Pokemon. Get, yeah. get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, it's the only thing on social media. Mm-hmm. I went to the movies, and the parking lot is full of people chasing their Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I got home to my apartment and saw my neighbor, and I said, hey, how's it going? And they said, just catching Pokemon. It's, it's taking Everywhere the world. I go. This is like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It, it really is. Where you start getting scared because... Everybody, or do you know what it's more like? Is that episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where they put, get that video game? It's literally identical. Oh, yeah. yeah, and and it, it actually releases a drug in your brain and brainwashes you. You see people walking around like zombies. Yeah, in parking lots, looking at their phone. People already look like zombies when they're looking at their phones. Yeah, we don't need more. But now more they're of going this. off script because yeah. they're walking off the sidewalk. Now it's like The Walking Dead. Just the people yeah. just around parking lots in parks. So I was kind of shocked by this, and I, I mentioned that I think I missed the cutoff right. for Pokemon. You when mentioned it, that. Yeah, when it came out, I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. You were probably in your mid-20s. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, uh, I was about 30 years old then. Yeah, you were shaving. Well, I guess we were all shaving. Yeah. But yeah, you were, you were uh, able to rent a car. Right. You were working for that insurance <laughs> company. Living out in the suburbs. I had just turned 16. Right, right. So, and Pokemon, when it came out, it was like a little kid's thing. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're a teenager. And, and, you know, just to clarify, I'm joking. Sean Sean and I are pretty much the same age. (laughs) I just started, my mind just started wandering on live live, uh, radio, which is not a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I started thinking, I wonder how old people, I wonder if people really think I'm like 50 or 60 years old. And then I thought, that, is that good or bad? It depends, because we got a lot of feedback when we were talking about Snapchat and apps and how we don't understand them. We did? Yeah. But also, I, I, for the most part in life, people think I'm younger than I am. Okay. So that's nice. How great would it be if we were both literally 60 years old? I know. Do people know what we look like? I kind of hope they don't, they, because it's so weird when we, you see, <laughs> my favorite thing is like, 
All right, it's Rock 104, yeah. bringing you the Rock Van Halen coming up next. And then you see the guy, and he just looks like mm-hmm. looks like the Rancor Keeper. <laughs> right, I, yeah, so just to clarify, we look like the odd couple. I look like Walter Matthau, and you look like Jack Lemmon. Oh, I was thinking uh, the, the TV ones. Which one? The Tony one? Randall and... and uh, we can be them as well. They're a little young. Jack Klugman. <laughs> They're a little too young. You're kind, of, you're kind of the thinking man's Tony Randall. Yeah. And I'm a slightly more fit Jack Klugman. <laughs> yeah, so just a couple of grandpas in the basement <laughs> doing a podcast. It's fun. Yeah, it's it, it, Our grandkids love it. Well, when they come over to hit record and then um, upload it, they're, they're, mm, they right. love it. And when and we're trying to like put the phone line into the computer and be like, well, you got to get it through the AOL. Yeah. Turn on AOL. And they're like, Grandpa, AOL, uh, that's, that was, that's been irrelevant for 20 years. My internet's slow. I must have too much spam on my computer. Yeah. So anyway. The, and I, the, I just, I'm on Facebook writing to Home Depot. Stop sending me information. I do not want your information. I will report you to the police. <laughs> so. I sign all my tweets. <laughs> I send a tweet. And that then is, write, Fr- uh, from Brighton. That really is. My dad did that when he would, when he would text me. He would end it with his with like love dad, like yeah. it was a letter. Yeah, I it like was, that. It's weird. Yeah. it's strictly an old person thing, like us old people. Yeah. Hey, Tuggy. Hey, Tugboat. Our dog. Our dog. He's <laughs> yours now too. <laughs> well, the he do- lives here. I mean, he's technically your dog, but he does live in the Ferris wheel with he's us. He's come down to check on us for the first time in probably six to eight weeks. I know. We put his face on the logo. Mm-hmm. And sent him off for help, and he for never help. comes back. Yeah, comes back once in a while. He comes back with, with like with no help. One time he came back with a one of those Hawaiian flower necklaces. Right. <laughs> He's having a great time. I know. It's like that little gnome in uh, Amelie. Uh huh. Just like just traveling the world. Little oh, pictures yeah. of tugboat in Times Square kissing a nurse. Yeah, no, he I was just like, got back. Damn that tugboat! <laughs> Come back with some help. <laughs> That's a whole nother show. I know, because now we're taking old cans of beans and making headphones out of yeah. them. This is not a healthy situation. It's bad. Okay, so, 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 so Pokemon... The so the difference between a 16-year-old and an 11-year-old is huge. It is huge. So Pokemon comes out, I'm 16, I don't care about it one bit. It's right. kid stuff. Yeah. But now, you're a grown-up, the difference between a 35-year-old and a 30-year-old is like nothing. Right. So it's weird that people now, that I consider my peers and colleagues... Mm-hmm have all this nostalgia for Pokemon that I don't have. Right. So all that said, I, I downloaded the app. I, of course, immediately became hooked on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend downloaded it. We went on a lovely walk in the evening. We're always saying we should go on a walk. This time mm-hmm. we finally did because we had the incentive of catching big purple bats. Big, big cartoon bunnies. And yeah, stuff. cartoon bunnies and stuff. So wait a minute. So how, so how does this work? So okay. are, are the monsters, are the Pokemon... Are they are the Pokemon and women all in just are they in specific spots in the city? So they're, yeah, but they kind of pop up randomly. The Pokemon, okay, and women and women. And so what you can do, so you have a map of your town, mm-hmm. a stylized map, but it is accurate. It is actually so it's actually Smogville on yours. Yeah, so it's actually Smogville. You're walking around. If you see, and there's not really a tutorial, so I'm not. I'm probably missing some of the of the stuff. But if you see like what looks like blades of grass like flying up in the distance. That's mm. where there's a monster hiding. Do you have to have your phone on at all times? It'll buzz if you're close, if the app is running. Oh, okay. 
And so, but does it's it run same, your battery down really bad? I'm imagining so. It does yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same one. Um, what's nice is you're not competing because that would be sad. But like me and my girlfriend are walking around and our phones would buzz. We're like, oh, there's one. And so we would both see the same purple bunny. Oh. And be and would each be able to get it. Okay. And anyone else that was around would get the purple bunny. So then at landmarks there are supply depots. Mm-hmm. So like at businesses, like the bar on the corner. Do they agree to this? The business? I don't. I doubt it. How do they? How do they choose it? I, I, do they have someone choose that, or is this random? Do you have any idea? I think it must just be some sort of mapping algorithm that's like. Restaurants, bars, okay, uh, monuments, statues. Mm-hmm. So down like where I work, there's a Chinese restaurant that has a supply depot. Okay, and then there's a monument to the pioneers that mm-hmm. has a supply depot. What is a supply depot? So you can go there and get more pokeballs, or get like candy to feed your Pokemons. You have or, to feed them. These are like gigapets. No, to get them. Digipets to get them like bigger. Oh, that's right. You I want think, them to evolve. It, yeah, and I might be sounding like an idiot because I don't really have Pokemon context. But you feed them candy and then and stuff like that, and you get more pokeballs to catch them in. So that creepy bar in the corner of my house, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, the world's creepiest bar with the fake lava rock exterior mm-hmm. and the torn wood paneling interior mm-hmm. and the very low ceiling. So that's a supply depot. So I could wander over that's there. That's terrifying. And then there's gyms. Now I'm not leveled up enough to go to a gym, mm-hmm. but uh, behind the abandoned tattoo shop by my house, there's a gym. Over at my mom's house, it's, it's not the too church. far. Yeah, and you go there, and I think you train them, or you fight other people. Do you have or to something. stay there while you're doing this. Yeah, you have to go sit in, in, in a abandoned tattoo parlor. Yeah, like a squatter. Yeah, or well, outside of it, within okay. a certain radius. So that's sort of or a fun, church. I guess. So like churches, you know, stuff like that. Mm. It seems like every church has a, a something there because your churches are big, noticeable things. So it makes sense. But it's really fun, and it's so weird to be walking around the street, and then you can just tell when someone else is doing it. And I was at Target, um, which is not the store that you've heard of, because it's in Smogville. It was actually a store that sells archery supplies. Right. So I was looking at some fletching. I go to Target all the time. Yeah, I was looking at some fletching feathers, Mm -hmm. and uh, this girl was like, I look over, and she's smiling and like holding her phone up like she's taking my picture. And my first thought is, Wow, a long-lost old friend. <laughs> Who is it that is so thrilled to see me after all these years? That they immediately took a photo. Yeah, like, and they're going to say, guess who I ran into at the Target? It's all Brighton. Right. But no, it wasn't someone I knew. Mm-hmm. So I must have been standing on a Pokemon. So is, are, the po- are, are all of the Pokemon and women in one, like, are all of them in, in town? Or do you have to travel well, to I other know, states or something? I know a big like, part is of Pikachu it is... Pikachu around here? I know, I don't know. I know a big part of the card collecting is that there's rare runs, like mm-hmm. Charizard's rare. Right? right, right. So I think that's the same, because I keep getting the same pink rat. I've gotten the pink rat like 10 times. Okay. I, got, I only got one Squirtle. I think Squirtle is always the first one they give you. Yeah, I think you start with Squirtle. Yeah, I haven't seen no Pikachu yet. I was at um, San Diego Comic-Con once, and I was in a really bad mood. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to San Diego Comic-Con... That's not that outrageous of a statement. I know. I was going to say, of course you were. You were at the Comic-Con. Yeah, if you haven't been, you're like, how could you be in a bad mood at that? No, if you've been, you know that by day three, you're going to just be really grumpy. Mm -hmm. It's like going into a crowded airport. Yeah. And then having people bump you all day. Yeah. But nobody in in any of the lines has taken a shower. 
And although it's 95 degrees. And all the fun things you want are not available. They're sold out like or gone. It would be like being at a crowded airport and you get to Sbarro and they're out of dough. Right. But I was in a bad mood at Comic-Con like you do. And then this, suddenly this like door opened and this gigantic like seven foot tall Pikachu came out. Mm-hmm. And it made me so happy. I believe it. Just seeing this giant Pikachu. I was like, ah, look at the little guy. There's a video. There's a video of of like a hundred guys dressed as Pikachu doing a synchronized dance for some festival in Japan. You should look it up. Yeah, it sounds like it makes me a hundred times happy. It's hard not to to be happy after watching that. Yeah. Regardless if you have nostalgia for Pokemon or if he just looks like a giant like rat that's been covered in mustard or something. <laughs> right. Like a, 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 ma- a rat that fell in a vat of mustard mm-hmm. is what a Pikachu is. It's the sound it makes as it dies from the mustard poisoning. It goes, Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, creepy. You want to talk creepy? Let's talk creepy. Let's get to our recurring segment, Mysteries of the Mysterious. <laughs> This Independence Day, Sean, mm-hmm. I drove sort of southeast of my home. Okay. Went to a place called Green River, Green River, Utah. All right. It's a bit of a different kind of Mysteries of the Mysterious because I don't really have a specific mystery to cover. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to try to paint a picture. I'm going to try to do some NPR-style stuff. There is one mystery already, though. Yeah, what's up? Is that I also went through Green River the same weekend, and neither of us knew the other one was going to Green River. That's a good point. See, that's a weird mystery, That too. is a little odd. That's like reverse fate. It is. Or something. It's kismet. No, wait, kismet. It's kiz, kismiz. It's, yeah, it's... <laughs> Instead kid. of we met, we missed. We kismissed <laughs> each other. <laughs> you're, you're correct. Absolutely. Green River, Utah is the melon capital of Utah. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the melon capital of the Southwest. Melon. Melon, yeah. That can't be true. Melon. Okay. Oh, yeah. Melon stands everywhere. Melon. Which melons? Melon All of them? Watermelon. Mostly. Watermelon. Yeah. You're kidding me. They weren't in season yet. You got to go a little later in the year to get your watermelon. Wow. I love watermelon. But there's empty watermelon stands all over just waiting for that sweet, sweet melon. Could be a Pokemon in there. Yeah. Oh, I'm or sure there could is. Could be a gym. My friend, my friend bought... No. My friend found... Mm-hmm. A rusted mine cart. Yeah. You know, and of course, somehow put it into his truck and took it home and put it in his front yard. It seems illegal somehow. It somehow seems illegal and just weird and impractical. I don't know. Those are pretty cool. You you remember Temple of Doom when they're going exactly, on that roller that's coaster exactly ride. what it looks like. Yeah. And he was saying that today people have been stopping by his mine cart because apparently it's an ideal hiding spot for Pokemon. Really? Yeah. Is that from Google Maps? How does it know that? How are there Pokemon in there? I don't know. That's the, that's the trade secret, I suppose. Man, this is... Might have to investigate further. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about minings. Green River. Get there on old Highway 6 through Spanish Fork Canyon. You're going to go past a cemetery with a bunch of unnamed pioneers in a mass grave who were murdered by locals. Oh, wow. You're going to go past the town of Thistle where you can see rooftops sticking up over the swamp because the town flooded and had to be evacuated in the span of hours due to a mudslide. You're going to go over some fresh asphalt because a few years ago a truck hauling 
dynamite exploded <laughs> and blew up the road. Wow. And to top all that off, it is the road in Utah with the highest fatalities. Oh, that's comforting. So, so you're just going into into Hell's Den. Right. To top it all off, it's also home to the convenience store where I bought my teriyaki soda mm, that we talked about last okay. week. A lot of people thought I was kidding, but check our Instagram, World Champion Pod, to see my teriyaki. Teriyaki <laughs> soda. Yeah. Green River, you're going to see two art installations. The Ratio, which is a big concrete sort of Tetris-looking thing based on the Fibonacci sequence. Can you see it from the... If you I drove kinda, yeah, through you can it, kinda see would the I have seen top. it? Yeah, yeah. Gosh. It looks like Tetris. Not, like not. blocky, like square blocks of various heights. Okay. Looks like Tetris. And there's something else called Elements, which is four columns. There's this 90-year-old man that owns a big plot of land there mm-hmm. and decided uh, to leave his mark by commissioning land art. Oh, cool. Yeah, like the spiral jetty and that kind of thing. Nice. Um, and then you're going to see a third sculpture, which is a big black pyramid. The big black pyramid is not art. It is uranium that has been buried by something that's supposed to keep us safe from the uranium because it's a big uranium mining place. Oh, my. Are you serious? Yeah. So there's this, it's called the black pyramid. It doesn't look like an Egyptian pyramid. Maybe more of like a Mayan type pyramid. Okay. Because there's like 60,000 cubic meters of some kind of special dirt covering up. Is this right in town? It's a couple minutes outside of town. (laughs) This town, population 982. uh, My friend lives there in a house. Or my friend is telling me the house across the street from his was purchased by the current owner for $5,000. Wow. It's a place where five grand will get you a house. Cheaper than a used car. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, They're trying to revitalize it, but it's very close to Moab, which is, of course, one of the premier, Mm. I mean, you know, New York, London, Paris, Moab. Moab. Right. uh, We need say no more. It's a vacation spot. Yeah. So Green River is only like an hour from Moab. Mm -hmm. So who's going to Green River? Yeah. You're stopping there to get your melon. And your uranium. And your uranium. That's it. Yeah. So... One thing that interested me is this article in Popular Science Magazine that called the Utah Launch Complex the new Area 51. How many new Area 51s are there? Well, that's the point. If you've listened to the show, you know that Sean and I are particularly interested in the Dugway Proving Ground, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, the official, unofficial new Area 51. Definitely official, unofficial. Yeah. And uh, we might... So this is the unofficial, official, unofficial... Exactly. Area 51. New Area 51. New Area 51. Dugway, of course, a lot of UFO activities. This place, the U.S. Missile Launch Complex, active until 1975. We got to test our nuclear missiles, Sean. Okay. So we're going to fire them from Green River, where the watermelon comes from, Mm -hmm. into New Mexico. We're going to launch them into the upper atmosphere and just observe how they come down. There was a missile that went off track and landed in Mexico, old Mexico. These are nuclear missiles? These are nuclear missiles. They don't have the explosives on them per se, Uh but they do have elements. Okay. So a missile got, oh, whoops. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, that's not where it's supposed to go. (laughs) Landed in old Mexico, Uh and uh, it took about three weeks to even locate it. And it was carrying uh, a radioactive element called cobalt-57. Oh, good old cobalt. So some farmers found it, 
and then drank uh, it, of course. <laughs> yeah. No, then uh, we had to. Or the U.S. government had to go build a road to get to this missile, and then they scooped it up and scooped up like the top inch of soil. And uh, the rumor is that it is now a dead zone where there is no signals, no radio communication, no nothing like that. Would in, would a contaminant in this, in this do that? Triangle. Uh, no, it's believed to just be an urban legend, but um, oh. but I believe it because I believe crazy well, things. Well, you think about radio waves, and then you think radioactive. Right. The radiation disturbs the radio waves. See? Or maybe it like magnetizes some or cactuses. Or magnetizes them, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Like there's a lot of stuff we can conjecture about these, these situations. Well, it's one of those things where it's a cool legend, and then the locals say, no, we got the radio just fine. And then the believers in it will counter with, ah, so, it, in on so it. it moves around. <laughs> ah. That's my favorite thing about crazy theories is how a perfectly rational explanation with one minor flaw will be debunked in favor of, like, ghost monkeys. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, oh, that weird sound he described sounds like the North American striped fox. Uh, excuse me, I heard the sound in October... And the striped fox migrates <laughs> north in September. <laughs> I heard what I heard was clearly a banshee. Yeah, it's like, and then and then that explanation is the opposite, where there's everything about it is obviously false, but this one slim thing that could that you hear it and you're like, yeah, it could be true. Yeah. So it's kind of the inverse, like a yin and yang of of madness, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So this base, so the Army or the Air Force or whoever was out there was like, well, we're done with that. Let's go. Well, Captain, should we clean up? Nah. Nah. We might need it again. Not my job. Not my job. And just to paint a picture of Green River, it is vast. It is, you're seeing for miles and miles all around you of just nothingness. It's got the very, like, Breaking Bad transitional Mm. footage kind of feel. It's not the pretty red rocks of, of southern Utah that you might be aware of. It's just yellow sand, really stark cliffs, a very foreboding landscape. And in the middle of it is what's left of this military base. So, of course, I went out there. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a tetanus shot in the last five years, so I'm fine. Okay. I drank plenty of uh, watery beer on my way out there. <laughs> and I went exploring, and uh, there's graffiti everywhere that says, Welcome to the new Area 51. And uh, it's just really interesting. And I thought... So who, who's doing the graffiti? Certainly not the, the people that hope to keep their, ba- their uh, base secret. I wonder, well, it's probably a diversion. Because the real unofficial, official area, new Area 51 is Dugway. Right. In northern Utah. Uh-huh. Northwestern Utah. So this one, it must be military guys writing that there to draw me there to distract me From while the... the spacemen are further oh, away. Oh, yeah. That's got to be That's it. That's got to be it. Graffiti everywhere. It's clearly an abandoned junkie facility full of cow pies and dead rabbits. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, UFO testing going on out there. No. There's nothing. Uh, I walked through a creepy tunnel. I found all like the old server room, broken glass. It was so interesting. Not a soul around for miles. So was this like in Jurassic Park 3 when they go in and they can like take food out of the broken candy machines and, and sodas? Yeah, pretty much. And it, or it felt like a Fallout video game. Oh, yeah, Fallout. It felt or... a lot like Fallout New Vegas being out in the desert. And like ironic that. that there was probably actual fallout. I'm there sure. Too. Oh, absolutely. You've had absolutely. that weird cough and then now a little bit of blood on your handkerchief. <laughs> yeah. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Darn it. 
I just I love in movies when someone coughs up blood and then just kind of writes it off like, well, I don't have time to worry about that right now. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing. I'm just an, an, an ex-spy who has the, this folder of secret information that, and strange things have been happening. People have been following me and such. No need to worry about that odd nausea I just got. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm on my way to my own wedding. Mm-hmm. There's a big wooden tunnel, uh, maze of tunnels, and it's full of graffiti left by the army men who were stationed there and dated. And, of course, the most recent ones are 1975. So it's just like boners, boner, boner, boner. So you've been there. (laughs) Now, what they would write is so guys would write, like, all these codes I don't understand because I was not in the military. But, you know, it would be like SPF, PC, Mm. 220, you know, their unit codes or I don't know what, and their name Uh. and the date. And then someone else had gone in and by some of them had circled it and written the phrase life or prick, which must be an army phrase. I'm sure we have listeners who have served. Yeah. But I love that someone was so mad, like, ah, Corporal Johnson's a life or prick. Well, lifers, from what I gather, are the people who are making a career out of the military. They're not just there to do their stint and get their GI Bill or whatever. They're looked down upon for that? By the other guys. Yeah, because if you're... Think about this. If you're going to make your career out of the military, mm-hmm. you're going to be by the book. You're going to be a hard ass. Oh, so the... the you're, you know, you're not going to be... So it's the guy that, that hasn't seen real action, but is, is telling you what to do, and maybe yeah. putting your... Like, he's just like... He's the asshole corporal guy in charge. Yeah, like, you, you signed up for the reserves, you know, two weeks every summer, one weekend a month. Do it for 10 years. You get your scholarship. You get benefits uh, and all right. that. So, you know, and then you're like, ah, come on, Sarge. No one's going to notice if we don't mop this mm-hmm. this wall. Mm-hmm. And then this lifer prick is like, you mop that wall, son. Okay. Was there some touchstones to the 70s? Was there, like, sit on it, Potsy, and, like, shit happens? There was... and, and there's nothing worse than wilted dill. <laughs> yeah, there was, def- there was that a couple times. There's nothing worse than wilted dill. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, well, never mind. I'll talk keep, about that. Keep on right trucking. Lots of keep on trucking that, yeah, the Grateful Dead bears. Mm-hmm. No, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's one thing uh, I did want to share, a limerick. Oh. I have a cool picture of it. I'll post this on our, on, our, on our Instagram. He grabbed me around my slender neck. I could not call or scream. He dragged me to his dingy room where we could not be seen. He tore away my flimsy wrap and took upon my form. I was so cold, damp, and scared while he was hot and warm. His fervent lips he pressed to mine. I gave him every drop. He drained me of my very self. I could not make him stop. He made me what I am today. That's why you find me here. A broken bottle thrown away that once was full of beer. (laughs) It's pretty good. If you want to hear a recording of that, you can find the album A Night at the Bar with the Boys, a fighter pilot song fest. And I have a... So this is a military song. So it's a military little thing. I have the album cover here, which uh, was done in MS Paint, maybe? Uh, Oh, if that. Corel, it's it's in Comic Sans font with a very uh, blurry picture of some Air Force men at the bar. I look forward to exploring the other classics on this CD. Yeah. Um, so clearly no new Area 51 there. But I'm still looking for mysteries in Green River. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case you're wondering, the Green River Killer 
uh, was up in Washington. That's he what was I not thought. In Green River, Utah. Yeah. Is the Green River just a really long river? Yeah, it's a tributary of the Colorado. Okay. So it goes all over the place. Uh, here's something from 2007, though. I'll just read you this headline: Mystery foam discovered floating down Green River. Foam. Foam. What's causing a foul-smelling foam on the Green River? Is it illegal pollution or just one of nature's tricks? Government agencies want to solve this mystery. <laughs> I love I love the idea that it's nature's trick. Like, yeah. like nature is just a little prankster. April Fool's! Is this pollution, which it 99% of the time probably is? Yeah. Or is it a little bit of magic coming from Mother Nature, a little mischief? Well, luckily, the guy at the uranium uh, <laughs> graining factory... Yeah. Says it's just one of nature's tricks. Right. What do we need to worry about? It was. Uh, it's described. It, it traveled about 250 miles down the river. Um, chunks of foam the size of dining room tables, three feet thick. What? Uh, some about 50 feet long or longer of this weird. Sounds like an iceberg. Foamy iceberg stuff that is extremely foul smelling, chemically smelling, as a witness described it. Definitely in nature. Definitely one of nature's tricks. her own pranks. You know when you're out fishing and you're like, damn it, foam. Yeah. Oh, that deadly noxious foam that burns your skin? That's as big as a pool table? It's got to be some natural causes for that. It's just one of nature's tricks. Yeah. Some some fungi bloom. Yeah. I mean, that could happen. It could be red tide. Could be. I drove a little bit out of Green River to a town called Thompson Springs, which is one of the creepiest places I've ever been because it's one of those ghost towns that a few people are like, I'll just still live here, even though it's a thousand miles from real civilization mm. and where deer, like mangy antelope, are just walking down the town streets and aren't afraid of cars anymore. <laughs> and every house is abandoned and full of rusty bear traps, except for the odd house with a satellite dish. Right. And a working vehicle in front. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a canyon up there called Sago Canyon. That would just creep me out. We're, I, I'm just, we, we must be too much city boys, at least me. Yeah. The idea of living out in a house and not being able to see your neighbor is kind of scary to me. I don't think it's a city boy. I, don't think, I think that's a very extreme I, version. I feel like other people want this, though. Because also, it's not particularly scenic. It's 113 degrees. They're not out there farming. Okay, no. So they are, I mean, they definitely want it. They're people who just want to be left alone. Right. For whatever reason. Their reasons are their own. Mm -hmm. But it's odd. And it's especially eerie when you're there, you know, Mr. Dummy looking for Pokemon and taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And you're like, someone is probably watching me. And it's like, what are they doing? Right. Getting in my property. They're holding a shotgun in their hand. Yeah. They got no compunction about people that they might see as a threat like me. Mm -hmm. So there's a place called Sago Canyon that has 6,000 years worth of rock art there, Mm -hmm. Native American rock art in different phases. So it's like, oh, and this wall is from this civilization that lived 6,000 years ago. Then from only 800 years ago on this next wall is these guys. It's interesting. 200 years ago is these guys. Well, it's interesting they didn't just go over each other. Yeah. Because you think about graffiti you see in big cities, and, and they often will cross each other's names out. Oh, yeah, the, the bombing or something like that. So it's, it's interesting that they just moved to a different cliff wall. But all in, I guess like, courteous. But all literally right in a row. So it makes me wonder what the guys in the year 1200 So it's like it's chronological from, almost? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like from left to right? Yeah. Wow. 
And so what are these figures? Well, they're six feet tall mm-hmm. with strange... Oh, here we go. ...wiggly limbs. Prometheus. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. Giant, empty eyes, oval heads, some of them holding snakes, some with antennas, some with wings. Are you for real? Yeah. I'll show you these. I don't want to uh, flip my computer around right now. I'll show you some of my own pictures and some of these pictures. But very eerie, That's sinister pretty figures. Eerie. Fairly high up on the wall, too. I mean, it's a climb. So, so why are these, are these, why are they putting, these aren't just members of the tribe. Well, this is our mystery, is what are these figures? What do they represent? Why, in the year 6,000 BC, or 6,000 years ago, I don't recall. I mean, I guess they didn't have art classes mm-hmm. and other art to reference. So it could have just been that they're really bad at drawing humans. But that doesn't explain the antenna or antlers that these humans have. Some of them do have winged figures. They sort of look like Archangel from the X-Men. Are the, are the figures that, are, that have antlers and wings, are they next to other figures that look human? That, I'm glad you asked. Cause that, because cause I, that's I, the distinction. I will lead you to the Barrier Canyon Holy Man. Where they're, I mean, they don't look human. They're, they're just vaguely human shapes. But there's four of them that are just kind of dark silhouettes that, you know, kind of, I mean, they just look like bowling pin people. Mm-hmm. But then in the middle is this one that has much more detail and has like rays coming out of his head, like, uh, like you know, Renaissance paintings of right, angels right. or something, and has big, big round eyes and a mouth and is much larger than the rest. Really? Yeah. So what is that? And why are these regular people gathered around him? Man, the first thing that springs to mind, this shows how, how unscientific I am, is the fifth element, or not the fifth element, Stargate. Ah. So I was like, this is clearly someone, some aliens coming through some sort of Stargate. And then, and then plant, because in the movie, didn't they plant the Egyptian culture? Like yeah. that is an alien culture, not yeah. an ancient human culture. Yeah, exactly. So that's what the first thing that springs to mind is someone's visiting. That's why all these many years apart, there's representations in that same place. Oh, wait, I will a, tell wait you. a minute, wait a minute. So doesn't that make perfect sense? So wait, you're saying that these different time periods have si- the similar figures in them? Right, they all have similar figures. They, they get a bit more or less detailed that as time goes on. Weird. But it's all similar figures. So I think that's a... And again, Mysteries of the Mysterious, one of the purposes of this segment is not just to discuss mysteries, it's but answers. to solve them. We want answers, damn it. Yeah, and I really like that. And I'll be honest, this place, Thompson Springs, uh-huh. I'll, I'll share my pictures on somewhere, one of the eeriest places I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I've been to the new Area 51. I've been to the official, unofficial new Area 51. Yeah. I do a lot of exploring in weird little ghost towns. And this place just gave you this feeling of just weirdness. Hmm. And as a as a scientific sort of man, I don't... I don't necessarily want to put a lot of stock in weird feelings, and but by golly, I got weird There's vibes. definitely there, huh? Yeah, definitely weird vibes. Um, so I think your Stargate theory seems really accurate. Stargate or the other thing that sprung to mind is when Batman got flung back as a caveman uh-huh. and had to jump through time a bunch of times because he's Batman, caveman Batman. Then he's Batman during the Salem witch trials, I think. Wasn't that one of them? He was a pi- was like pirate some Batman. Sort of pirate Batman, some sort of pilgrim Batman. So this, I, I'm picturing something like that. There's some kind of time travel element to this, maybe a Stargate alien element. Because, because um, uh, do you know a lot about the, the creation myths for these these people? Nobody does. Um, I mean, the Utes are the most recent, mm-hmm. and they're, they're we know a lot about the Utes, 
But these ancient tribes, we, we don't know what to call them. And then uh, the sort of middle period one around the 1200s are called the Fremont. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's Fremont ruins and Fremont uh, wa- uh, rock art all over central eastern Utah. But we don't know anything about the people aside from just their, those ruins. And, of course, there's no writings. There's no descendants. The people, we just call them Fremont because that's, like, what we call them. Because, um, like, John C. Fremont discovered their ruins. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got. We don't know it. anything about them, and they just vanished. They were uh, unique in that they seemed to be one of the f- earliest, like sort of farming type tribes. Okay. That would do agriculture instead of hunter gathering. Hmm. Um, but so, yeah, not not much of anything is known about these people. Something just occurred to me when when I was talking about the the graffiti in big cities in New York or San Francisco or something. Yeah. Is the people doing graffiti is almost completely just hooligans? Yeah. What if all this old wall art we're studying of these different tribes is just the shitheads of the tribe? Yeah. They're like the hooligan troublemakers. And so this could could just be people are are trying to decipher it. What could this mean? Could it be aliens? Could it be God? What if it's literally like someone spray painting a boner? What if in yeah. their culture the big tall antler man is like like another w- way of saying the, the you know like douchebag? <laughs> So they go over there. They they yeah. draw the antler guy who's taller. The, the you know the chieftain walks over and he's like, "That's that's supposed to be me," you know. So, yeah, I mean, there's examples of that in ancient Rome mm-hmm. of boners, right? Graffiti, modern graffiti. When they write their names, mm-hmm. they're not writing legibly. It's these weird, real stylized. Right. It's very very things. stylized. So we're so baffled. These don't look like human these, figures. Yeah. Well, nor does you know. Graffiti man look like yeah, maybe they're just goofing around. Maybe they're just like like Beavis and Butthead, where they're like, yeah. huh, make him taller. Huh, no, make him have antlers. <laughs> yeah, antlers. Give him like a giant head. Like give, give him a huge head. Yeah. Oh wow. So that's no one's really looked that much into it. I don't think anyone's looking. Maybe at that we're one. taking it a little too seriously. Yeah. Maybe like you would if you saw the word fart written on like a telephone pole, you wouldn't get closer and investigate and think who wrote fart on this. You would just be like, oh, f- fart. Yeah. Some, some little shit like kid. Yeah. It's the same thing. People are studying all this stuff and they're basically studying an old version of the word fart written on a wall. It's my opinion. Stop studying it. You know, let's have some fun. I like that. I think it's solved. I do want to give you two other theories. Okay, throw them at me. Of course, the, the basic one is that it's aliens, that it's UFOs. Right. I don't know if it's aliens are painting it or if the, the aliens appear via the Stargate. Why are they painting it? Because it's, it's aliens writing the word fart. Oh, so it's just, now this is intergalactic So it is, then it's just tagging, you know? It's the same it as is if tagging. I wrote a big B on a wall. Or, or even saying Brighton was here when, yeah. you, when you go over to, to France and write on the, you know, the Eiffel Tower yeah. with a marker, paint pen. Yeah. It's the same thing. They come to Earth and they... Or like that woman that was going to national parks and yeah. like painting just bullshit on rocks, thousand-year-old rocks. Yeah. You know? so, so that's one theory. Um, now that theory, uh, there's someone who very adamantly debunks that. No, the, the, it's not aliens. It's not, not alien art. That's ridiculous. It was shaman transcending this plane of reality and entering the fifth dimension. 
Let's not get silly. There's got to be a logical explanation. Aliens? Are you serious? This yeah. is shaman. Traveling Little shaman into you know the astral world, astral the projection. Astral world. You exactly. know, this is duh. Use your head. Yeah. Um, another theory is that it's a representation of Jesus during his time in the Americas. Oh, is this is a Mormon spin on uh, it? Yeah, there's a bit of a Mormon spin on it too. Jesus, I think it is to be to be fair. It's a very fringe it, idea, but uh, wait a minute. What, Jesus was it, was in Green River, Utah. Well, maybe if this if this wall art is accurate. Wow, I didn't realize. I or guess maybe story. I didn't know spread. what a world traveler he was. I guess. Yeah, I thought of him as more of just kind of a homebody. <laughs> so when you hear that, yeah. like, wow, Jesus was in Utah. That's that's he's been on quite a journey. So. Yeah, I was, just, I was just surprised. That's why I, I didn't expect that theory. But so I'm not putting a lot of. I'm still I'm still going with graffiti. I'll, I'll accept alien graffiti. So the first theory, and my initial theory, I, I I'm okay with both. I think they're both as feasible. Are they coming in a craft or? Oh, and I did I forgot to mention the uh, big disc with sort of radiation lines coming out of it. Oh, you li- you left that out of it? Yeah, I forgot about that. So it's, there's a UFO a... also straight up painted on the wall. Yeah, yeah. It's not the sun. I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's the sun. But no, the, when you see it, it's it's a UFO on the wall. Or it's a shield. Oh, so you're saying it could be like Captain America thing? The, yeah. It's got a star in the middle and then kind of like a stripey... Oh, God. Because it's right next to the figure with the winged head, the wings on his head, and the really big boots. Oh, you're right. Those weren't antlers at all. That was more of tiny little wings on the head. And an A before there was even a, an English alphabet. Yeah. Interesting. This could just be viral promotion for Avengers. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, now I'm thinking it's and, that. And they took it to the the most badass level possible, something that would really get through to the millennials and younger time travel oh my marketing. Gosh. I described a bunch of regular-sized figures and one big figure. Super soldier, if you will. Uh, a sort of a hulking figure. Hul- oh, wait a minute. So there, there's one hulking, big, f- angry figure. Big hulking, angry figure next to the winged head man. This is pretty badass. If this is time travel viral marketing, so you get a team together. Oh, you, this you, one you, here you... clearly has Ant-Man's helmet on. Wow. Wow. Holy smokes. So, so you get a team together. You've got the guy who, who's good at coming up with, with like creative little... Jingles. You got the guy who's good with the words. You got the the concept guy, and then you're like, "Why do we have this 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 astrophysicist here?" Yeah. Well, he's going to help with the time travel. See, what, what, like my vision, we go back, we paint a great big X Men apocalypse banner on this wall in, in Utah, and then let three thousand years pass, and then discover it in a news story, just in time for the summer blockbuster. Bam. What is the mystery behind why is Archangel and Apocalypse and Magneto? Yeah. Why yeah. were why were the the local Native American tribes painting the X-Men? I like this theory and now we're going to have to make a crazy board mm-hmm. connecting all these figures to the Marvel characters. Yep. I think it has to be done. Do you think that weird foam was Ghostbusters thing? Probably. Ghostbusters is coming out really soon. It's supposed to be a big hit. So it would only make sense that the marketing team would go pour <laughs> poisonous green chemicals into a river to make an eerie ghost-like foam. 
Ectoplasm, Ectoplasm, if you will. Oh, I will. Like if you're driving down the street and you smell this horrible smell and you see this ghostly mist, you're thinking, what, do you, what does a normal person think? I got to go thinking, see that new... I'm thinking Man Kristen Wiig is a real treasure. That's right. I got to go see that new Ghostbusters movie. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like seeing a commercial for, for marshmallows and thinking, oh, I want to go camping. When I see commercials for marshmallows, I want to see Ghostbusters. That's right. That was a trick. You passed, man. If you're thinking of Ghostbusters, then you are on the same page as me, and you got your head on straight. Well, we solved another mystery. This one I feel confident about. I feel really confident about this one. Solved. That's solved. like our fourth one. I know. Solved. Bam. Case closed. Boom. Case closed. It blew my mind. All right. Let's blow some other things. It's time to blow your speakers. <laughs> is, that, is that not the, the optimum? I, I, I think it's fine. Blow some things. World well, Champion Podcast is the... We just blow stuff. We just blow all kinds of things. We blow. Yeah, we, we do. We, very much so. See, that's the, the rhyming jingle. Mm-hmm. So Blow Your Speakers is my weekly quest to become a metal snob, one heavy metal album at a time. This week, I got a very special episode, or segment episode. Episode segment. We call them segmasodes. That's trademark. Smegmasodes. No, they're not smegmasodes. Don't, yeah. don't Google that. that. that yeah, the marketing team shot that down. Yes. Segmasodes. Segmasode. Yeah, it's so, a segmasode. In this segmasode, instead of reviewing an album, I'm going to review a show I went to. So I went to a concert the other night. Oh, before I get to this, today, as of the recording, is the 35th anniversary of Def Leppard releasing High and Dry, the album I, I reviewed a couple weeks ago. Wow. See, marketing. That's right. I found that out because... They traveled forward in time to market it. I know. That was a smart move on their part. Got those time bubbles just popping all over, reminding people about hit, hit movies and, and great albums. So I went to a show. It was Primitive Man, uh, Salt Lake City's own cult leader, and Dragged Into Sunlight. It's a pretty good name for a band. The only thing I want to say about Primitive uh, Man is they played Slow Sludge, I think it's called. So I've talked about Doom being very slow metal with kind of operatic vocals. Epic Doom specifically. Doom is more oh, like... Oh, yeah, don't, don't screw that up. I know, but no, this is, this is one step further. Sludge... I'm pretty sure is just slow doom, but more feedback from guitars, more screeching, and then like kind of like screaming instead of singing. Mm-hmm. And I am pretty sure that this band hit the brown note. Their riffs were so slow and heavy that when they would, and it was so loud, the guy that mixed this concert, it was so loud. It, when they would play their, their, their riffs, they would hit you in the stomach and vibrate. And I yeah. thought, thank God I didn't have a, that huge bowl of chili before I came here, and and a hot chocolate, <laughs> and those and those uh, flaming hot funyuns, <laughs> all in one sitting on the drive over. That's your typical Sunday meal, right? Sunday evening meal, hot chocolate and flaming hot funyuns. Wash it down with with a milkshake. <laughs> so, but I'm serious. It, they were hitting notes, and it, your whole stomach would vibrate. It was it was kind of, and I was like, wow, that brown note. Probably isn't that hard to achieve. Yeah. Like if this if this this metal band almost did it by accident, that means I think a military group getting together can find a brown note. No <laughs> what, problem. What is that actually called? That what is that sound called that we 
we were convinced caused the uh, infrasound. In, in, infrasound, yes. Infrasound. Yeah. I think the brown note is on the spectrum. It's, for it's that. part of infrasound. Yeah. I think it's funny is when I when I hear the brown note, what what I think of is that the Price is Right. That's fitting. Yeah. Like that seems like a, a brown yeah. note. We talked about this a few episodes ago. The brown note is a sort of subsonic tone that your ears can't really pick up, but the sound is still there, and it causes you to lose your bowels. Right. You poop your pants. And it's been sought after by scientists and musicians for years. I'm pretty sure this band made a couple people poop their pants. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so they played. They're, they're all right. Cult Leader, I've been wanting to see for a while. A uh, local band that is, is really cool. I also think, I didn't research this, but I, I think they're also considered sludge, which, but, they, but cult leaders really fast, so I don't know exactly now. Like, I'm still kind of hazy on some of these, these more specific genres, what, what they mean exactly. Mm-hmm. Some I've got a handle on, but some, some I'm not sure. So they were great. But what I want to talk about is Dragged Into Sunlight. These guys are, are who I was most excited to see because I had accidentally seen uh, a, some performance on YouTube, just stumbled upon it. These guys are so theatric. So after Cult Leader stops playing, they, the, 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 the stage crew sets up the stage. They, they bring out a giant candelabra. Is that how, how it's pronounced? Candelabra. Candelabra. A huge one. Yeah. With probably nine giant candles on it and a huge kind of disc in the middle, and they, they light all the candles, and then they light whatever's in the middle, and it's incense. So there's this kind of incense smoke starts floating through the club, which is, already gives it kind of a weird seance feel. Yeah. Where was this show? This was at a place called Metro Bar, I think. Oh, okay. They make the club turn all the lights out. So there's a, you, know, you, you go to a concert, you, you're used to f- all kinds of like lights, flashing lights, red and blue, different colors. They made him take, turn off all the lights in the club. So the only light source is this, these candles and the incense. Cool. <laughs> then then this, they have smoke machines hidden everywhere, apparently, because then the room starts filling up with smoke. And, and then this really loud, almost like uh, infrasound, this loud noise starts playing over the, the PA that gets louder and louder. And it's... it's, it's you can't really describe it as music, but it's a really loud noise that's making you, your, your belly vibrate and all that. So then they come out. <coughs> They're all dressed in black, and they got their hoods up on their hoodies, and, and they, they pick up their guitars and everything, and they face the opposite direction. They put their backs to the crowd, and, it, and they don't turn around ever. So, oh, well, one time, there's, there's one moment, but they, they basically play with their backs to the crowd. You, don't, I can't, you can't make out their faces because the only light sources are these candles. Yeah. And then when they start playing, the drums are, are connected to, somehow the kick drum or something is connected to a strobe light that's behind. So when they start playing their heavy like beats, it starts doing strobes at you. And then, so you can't, you can't see the band, and then when it's lit up by the strobe, they're just silhouettes because yeah. they're just totally black. And so it was really theatric and really atmospheric and, and pretty cool because you get the sense you're actually at a satanic ritual. I don't want it to be at a satanic ritual. Right. You, but, but don't you, though? <laughs> did you look this band up? Oh, yeah, I have their album. Yeah, but did you, did you research their, their mystique? 
they their interviews they do they wear masks when they do interviews. Yeah, they have never disclosed their identity, and the members' names are T, A, C, and J. Mm-hmm. And then when they do interviews, they they talk as if dragged into sunlight is a person. So drag like, like speaking in third person. Yeah. Like, dragged into sunlight believes that the humanity is evil. Dragged into sunlight is an experimental band. There are no boundaries. You know what I mean? So reading reading an interview with them was a little odd. It's 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 a really interesting kind of cool gimmick because it's really making the art presenting the art as as its own thing. There's no kind of cool Bono guy in front or even like a good looking guy or a beautiful woman or something to affect how you feel about the band. Mm, but don't it, you think this is all the same? <laughs> this is the same thing as having is it? a cool, uh, first of all, kudos that Bono is your go-to cool front man. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, the epitome of a cool front man. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> don't you think this is just the same thing? It's just like kind of a twist on it, like a yin yang kind of thing. Maybe it is maybe, but it's maybe it's just new to me. So, but I've always appreciated bands that that are like the Aphex Twin guy. Yeah, he's kind of a recluse, right? I've yeah, always, I've always I think so. really been fascinated by bands, and even like Slipknot, who I've never listened to really. I always thought it was kind of cool they all wore masks. Yeah, because there's something about not wanting to be famous that I think is cool. I don't yeah. know why. I guess it's because they're making the art for the sake of the art. Like Dragged into Sunlight really believes in their their bleak. Oh, I see. Okay, I see what you're saying. So they're not in it for the fame and glory. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're okay, literally yeah. playing with their backs to the audience. That's not a good way to really get well known. It's, it's not to get well known, but it's definitely part of the. It's a gimmick. It like adds to the performance significantly. Right. Because they. Yeah. Okay. I see. I was kind of confused in what you're saying. I just it just really presented the music without any kind of there was no people involved. Yeah. So so what I I felt like almost like I was seeing performance art or like. I don't know, and and they they play clips of serial killers talking between like, between like the, the Green songs. River Killer. Maybe I I couldn't identify all all of them because I because I don't recognize serial killers by their voices. I guess I guess that's a good thing. I think so, but it, it plays audio clips while they're playing music and in between songs, and I don't know. It was it was pretty cool. Their music is described. This I loved. They are described from what I read in the interview, as Black Death Doom metal. Mm. So that's everything. According to Wikipedia, they're extreme metal, but that's a fusion genre. Yeah, they're very, they're ve- this, this, is very, this is about as abrasive as you can get. Do you know what the singer sounded like? He sounded like those ring wraiths in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm serious. There's one song where he straight up just sounded like, it was, like that ring wraith that lands and... Yeah. And says, I'll, I'll kill men. And she says, I am no man. And he goes, mm-hmm. like that That's sort of pretty thing. Pretty good. He does that, but yeah. with much more intensity. Yeah. He kind of sounds like a pig, like a squealing pig a little bit, too. Hmm. And then they had another guy that did the, like, the super low. <laughs> I'm making myself cough doing this. Sorry. So that, that was a great performance, right? But yeah. what kind of ruined it? is beforehand where me and my girlfriend were sitting, you could see at this weird angle from the chairs into their, their green room, basically. Oh. And so I got to see a bunch of guys standing around and laughing, screwing together the candel- ca- candelabra, like putting it together and then getting a lighter. The lighter wouldn't work. He had to borrow a lighter from someone else to try to find one to light the candles. Then someone brought in 
this is almost like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or something. Someone brought in five pizzas. And everybody was happy. <laughs> so then they're all standing around, like, goofing around, eating slices of pizza. And this is the satanic band that's about to come up. Yeah. And so, so the whole time I was just watching that during the band, during part of Cult Leader, and thinking, <laughs> these guys ain't so bad. They're ha- and I was like, look, they're having a pizza party. Look, they're, like, laughing and, and like, eating slices of pizza. So that was, that was made it actually better, but... They really need to turn the light off on their dressing room before their satanic performance. Put up a curtain or Put something. Put up a curtain yeah. if you don't want to see a bunch of guys farting on each other and, and stretching cheese pizza between each other. It is always weird when there's uh, a not-so-famous band, but a band that has some sort of like costumey gimmick. Mm-hmm. When you're at the club and they're hauling their amps and tuning their guitars, mm-hmm. and they walk off stage and then come back and they're wearing chicken costumes or something. Right. It was pretty funny to watch them screw together this giant satanic candelabra with with a goat skull on the front and they, they literally were like trying to figure out how to hook on the goat skull so they had a little ikea instructions yeah no they were like talking and then they were like trying to, to secure the the goat skull on this this giant iron thing and they're like how does this goat skull go on you got to show me anyways well i'll take over with our other extremely popular segment mm-hmm. keep off degrassi Keep off the grassy. That makes more sense. Pun is keep off the grass. Right. Keep off the Go grassy. With grassy. So this episode is episode three of season three of Degrassi Junior High. I uh, f- neglected. Oh, it's called. Um, well, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm a big girl now, I think, or I'm all grown up. Uh, I can easily say the least interesting episode since I began this journey of watching all of them. So I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Um, doesn't really have any of the major characters. It does have Lucy. Lucy was the one harassed a couple times by the substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. She has a boyfriend in the high school now and um, is starting to get curious about sex. Oh. Spike, who had the baby, she's asking her, like, what, what was it like? What did it feel like? The Why baby or sex? It? Sex. <laughs> yeah. Spike's the only one that we know has had sex. And pretty... Uh, message that's timely even today where Spike admits that like they were just going at it and she didn't want the boy to be mad. Oh. So she wasn't really into it. She went for it. It kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. So sure enough. So anyway, Lucy's dating this high school kid, Paul. They, uh, Lucy's parents are out of town and, and Paul's uh, mullet head friend <laughs> convinced him to throw a party. And this guy, I've only seen him in a couple episodes. I already love him. Because mm. he's just Mr. Party Animal, mullet, like ultimate Toronto man. And convinced him to throw a party. Lucy and her boyfriend go into a room. He, of course, is pressuring her into sex. She's not into it. He leaves in a huff. And as he's leaving, party mullet guy in the background leans forward and goes, I'm going to puke. <laughs> and that was actually a really nice touch. Yeah. Because it wasn't expounded upon after that. Oh, I like that. So Lucy does not do it with Paul. But because she lied to her friends about the party, she didn't want her friends there to embarrass her. Her friends are all mad at her, and now no one believes that they did not, in fact, do it. So oh. Now, now Lucy is being slut-shamed, as it were. But without even yeah. ha- having done it. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's probably a real shitty thing that I'm sure a lot of 
high school and young women have had to go through to this day. Man, being young so that's just awful. Being young just sucks. Yeah. Everyone's mean. You don't know who you are. You're confused. Yeah. And then just situations like this. Yeah. <laughs> Which at the time seemed like absolutely the end of the world. And, and now, like, can you think of a single thing from age 10 to age 20 that mattered at all uh, in the long run? I can't even remember these things. I know. That's the thing. And I, was, I, was, I wasn't, like, a cool, popular, confident guy. Mm-hmm. Let's make, make no mistake. Please. <laughs> please hear me, people. Just because we're 60-year-old men doesn't mean we were always this confident and wise. Exactly. <laughs> we were children once just like you, wanting nothing more than to get home after class and catch the Andy Griffith show. Right. Or to go fishing in the old pond. Or to remember, smoke a corn cob pipe. I remember when old Farmer Johnson got the first automobile in town. <laughs> or the first time my mom had to explain what a typewriter was to me. You know, you don't see dead horses in the road anymore. <laughs> it's a sign of progress, actually. Glad we got those dead horses taken care of. Not to beat one. No, and not to beat one with this episode, because I think we've said it all. Yep. Let's let, let's let our listeners say some things. All right. Jonathan writes in, Jonathan Boyd. I, too, suffer from soda pop addiction. I used to be a big Mountain Dew drinker and always had a cube in the fridge. A what? He says cube. Now, I think that means one of those 24-packs. Oh. I prefer to think that he had a giant ice mold and just poured can after can of Mountain Dew in there and had a big frozen Dew cube that he'd lick every now and then. <laughs> just a little quick lick. Just a quick Dew lick. I'm going in for a quick Dew lick. Yeah. Oh, man, I've been mowing the lawn all day. I'm going to have some couple Dew licks. I like it. That could be true. You never know. Yeah. A couple years ago, I quit cold turkey, went almost a year soda-free. Ever since I quit the first, uh, ever since I quit the first time, Mountain Dew just doesn't taste the same, but Coca-Cola is a whole different story. Now it can only go a few weeks or a month before I fall off the wagon. On the bright side, I don't drink nearly as many sodas as I used to before. Um, he mentions that he's afraid of kidney stones. And mm-hmm. now that I'm reminded that kidney stones are a thing, I too am afraid of kidney I've stones. I've had them. You should be afraid. Oh, geez. Are they, are they as they're bad wor- as they say? They're worse than you can imagine. I don't know. I can when, imagine when, quite a bit. When I, when I had kidney stones, I honestly thought I was dying. I thought, I can't believe this is it. Like, as we were driving to the hospital, there was no other explanation for that amount of pain. I was like, this can't just be something that's not fatal. Is it pain in like your whole abdomen? It's, or? Yes, it's it's it is more pain than you can imagine. It was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. I vomited because on myself and on the floor because I was in so much pain. Oh dear! Which doesn't seem like something that could happen. When you, when you vomit, it's because you've been spinning, or you've drank too much, mm-hmm. or the flu. The flu, or that's oh. like being so excited for Christmas you vomit on yourself. Yeah, like it's just. How do we avoid those? I think you you don't drink any soda. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what causes kidney stones. Shit. I think you just have to have them. It might be. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan adds, have you ever heard of Mighty Mugs? I was talking about my Funko yeah. Pops last week. Uh, vinyl figures made by Hasbro that died off around the same time Funko Pops took off. Uh, he sent us a photo of his. He's got Soundwave, uh-huh. Ghost Rider, War Machine, and Hulk. I'm going to tell you right now. You I love Mighty Mugs. I love Mighty Mugs, and I think I have the two best ones ever made. 
I have Dr. Henry Jones, Indiana Jones's father, and then I have Galactus. And I, I don't think there's any that are better. The one I, the, oh, there's one I really wanted. from, from It was a San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con 2000, maybe nine exclusive. And it was Peter Parker getting his uh, spider oh. senses. So it's Peter Parker, but half his face was Spider-Man. Yeah. And I wanted that so bad. That's a good one. It's a good one, man. I don't like, I have a snake eyes. I still prefer the Funko. Most people I know prefer the Mighty Mugs. I still prefer the Funko Pops. I, I prefer the Mighty Mugs. I like Mugs. a smaller figure. That, and I'm talking about toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Funko Pops, yeah, Jason yeah. points out, Cobra Commander has to be the best Funko Pop you could have possibly got. He might be saying that because um, his, his email included, uh, pretty much every email we get includes your little avatar. Mm-hmm. Be aware of that. His is Cobra Commander. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. Right to is, us. is it the metal? Is it the the like mirror, metal face one? Face one. Yeah. Not the hood. The hood one Not I hood prefer. One. Hood one's really cool. I dig that one. Metal face one. Hood one. And I then, always preferred it. And then there's like the Iron Man one. There is. Yeah. After the hood, then he got like armor, like a knight. Like that's an Iron cool. Man. I'm cool with that, man. He's he's Cobra Commander. It's cool for certain situations, but I don't think he should be wearing that just around the base. It's weird. Well, he probably just like wears the kid that. that doesn't take his Halloween costume off. Well, it's probably just for special occasions, like like the the dance, like junior prom or something. The Cobra Junior Prom, the, the graduation ceremony. The, yeah, the Cobra Prom. You got you you don't just go in a, a a hood. A hood is like wearing like gym shorts. Those are the days that he's just lounging around. He's wearing the hood. Then yeah. the, then the mirror mask thing. That's like you're going to work. It's kind of form, semi-formal. It's like a, an office where you can wear jeans. But then, but then when you're having, some, you know, like you're going to the opera, yeah. you want to be, you want to be really dressed up. You put on your weird Iron Man armor. That makes sense. I mean, the the Cobra uh, bureaucracy is something I could talk about all day. The structure of Cobra. Mm-hmm. Much, really? Much, I know we have a little bit. I think we have a little bit. Yeah, much like um, I enjoy talking about professional wrestling mm-hmm. and the logistics behind that. I, I, could, I love that as well. I could go all day talking about the day that Cobra Commander mm-hmm. uh, signed the purchase order to hire a crocodile trainer. <laughs> <laughs> do you, so do you think he was sitting around in his hood? Maybe, uh, maybe he was a little... Uh, Hitting a little of the old, uh, you know what I'm saying. Hitting a little of the old green. The old venom. And then he looked out upon his soldiers doing jumping jacks in the yard, and he thought, do we have a falconer? Yeah. What about a hypnotist? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is there someone we have that can hypnotize anybody? No? No? Get on. All right, what is this? And, but he's also got that kind of Kim Jong ill. What's the current one? Is it ill or un? Un. Un is or the un, I don't know. Yeah, the kid from Up. Which one is that? Yeah, the that's, new one. That's Kim Jong Un. He has enough craziness that you're scared of him. So Kim Jong Un tells you something ridiculous, like we need a crocodile trainer, trainer, and you panic. You're like, okay, I got to do this or I'll be killed. That's how Cobra Commander is, right? Oh, absolutely. Like he yeah. has ridiculous, El- like fat Elvis level requests. That they then have to humor, or like yeah. Axl Rose or something, where it's like, fly to Phoenix and get me a pastrami sandwich. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's there, the best pastrami in the world is right here in town. That's a six-hour flight. and But you don't even say anything. You're like, okay, all right, get, give me the Guns N' Roses credit card. 
Guess yeah. I'm going to Phoenix to get a sandwich for this lunatic. Yeah, and if I run into anybody who can like do yo-yo tricks or something, I guess right. I got to bring them back bring and back train s- them. Someone strange, right? Yeah. And so if I run into anyone that has a bucket of chicken on their head, Axel told me to bring them back. Like that's an insane request, but there, sure enough, I ran into a guy with a, a bucket of chicken on his head. He's now in the band. <laughs> this goddamn lunatic. This is what I have to deal with on a daily basis. Cobra Commander. I, when I see him, I, I turn the other way. <laughs> World Champion Podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, look us up, World Champion Podcast. World Champion Pod on Instagram. We're going to post a lot of the pictures of the stuff we talked about. Uh, the, the metal show is already up there. Um, Twitter, Smogville Fair. Leave us a review in iTunes and a star rating, if you would. And please tell your friends. I know I say this every once in a while. This show, being that it's uh, a freeform conversation with tales and news from the fringe, and being that we're not major celebrities yet, right? It's it's hard for people to just sort of stumble across us. So we really rely on you to be our marketing department, and with our word of mouth, tell your friends, tell your friends, and tell their friends, right? Etc. Give us all your upvotes in your mind. Mm-hmm. With that said, we'll see you at the fair. All right. Good night. It was like a reality show or something, and they referenced something I had completely forgotten about. Oh, what was it? It was it was something like like the ice bucket challenge, something you'll never or Coney two thousand twelve. Oh yeah, things you'll probably go the rest of your life without thinking about again, literally. Yeah, but uh, it, it it was an intensely popular thing for a while, and so that's just I forgot what I was going to tell. It'd be you like though. watching an old stand up special. Where the comedian has a seven-minute routine on collect call commercials. Right, right, and and that's kind of how Google might sound. I was thinking, how yeah. many movies where people say, "I'll I'll just Google it." Can you imagine watching that movie in a hundred years without yeah. having the the touchstone of being around at the time and being yeah. like, "What the fuck is Google?" Yeah, because like maybe that'll die out. Maybe the company goes away, and that and that phrase in our our zeitgeist or whatever the word yeah. is is gone and so suddenly you're like what the fuck does i i will google it mean didn't there google there's something from the 60s where they, they would say look that up in your funk and wagnall mm-hmm. and that just sounds like a nonsense word but right. funk and wagnall was like the dictionary brand so oh. it's kind of like the 60s version of saying google it i guess it is yeah were you did you know were you, say, confused oh, you can look by that, that up in your funk and wagnall when you first encountered that were you confused yeah i mean i was a kid and i think my mom explained it to me because we were watching nick at night or oh, something yeah. oh yeah it was an encyclopedia funk and wagnall's new world encyclopedia wow so saying look that up in your that's funk the and same wagnall, exact thing saying, actually Google it, yeah. wow 
That's cool. I wish we were recording that. I was. Oh, you were? I started it about halfway through in case we said anything interesting. Cool. I think we did. Okay. We always do. Everything we say is interesting. Okay, I'm starting the timer.